Today is October 14th, 2020. This is episode 48 of Back to Normal, so let's get started. Okay, today I am going to give some of my thoughts on the fall Apple event yesterday, announcing iPhones and the, well, it turns out just iPhones and the HomePod mini. There wasn't really much else going on in that event. Um, I might get to a little bit later how this, how interesting it is that they're splitting up. Apple seemed to be splitting up these events into kind of hour long chunks rather than doing one or two big fall events, um, just based on different circumstances this year of not being able to have events in person and needing to kind of pre-record everything. Um, I do think it's a pretty interesting strategy. And I mean, it seems to be working out pretty well for them to kind of stay in press coverage over multiple weeks and spot where they not wouldn't necessarily get that opportunity um, in other years. But um, for now, I am going to give my thoughts on this event. And uh, I gave what episode was that? Um, a while ago, I gave uh, some of my thoughts about what I'd like to get this fall in terms of um, in terms of oh yeah fall Apple upgrades it was episode 19 um, in terms of what I'd like to potentially upgrade to this fall depending on what's announced and uh, it turns out that basically uh, my wish came true and so I'm going to go in, in episode order which means that um, so I'll start with the, uh, the HomePod mini which I don't have too many thoughts on I don't think um, but it's definitely whereas the HomePod when it was first released was something that I mean, it would be nice to have. Like, who doesn't want a, a nice music speaker in their house? But it definitely wasn't worth the cost that it was for me uh, at all. And whereas the HomePod Mini, which they announced yesterday, is actually something that I would consider getting. Um, we we don't listen to a ton of music, Julia and I personally. But um, now that we have a daughter who's two and a half and able to ask for music, she makes requests all the time. And, um, it would be kind of nice to just have something that can play nice music pretty much anywhere in the house. Like I, I would buy a couple of these and just stick them in random rooms. Like maybe one in our bedroom actually it'd be kind of nice. It would be kind of nice to have one in our bedroom, um, that we could just use like for, for ambiance music, even, uh, like white noise. Cause right now I'm just using my iPad for white noise. This is a this is an interesting thing. I'm having brand new thoughts on the episode live. Um, it's ninety nine dollars in the US. So it's one hundred and twenty nine dollars here. Um, maybe this is a Christmas gift that uh, that is worth getting into because I love the idea of having a home um, like a home speaker made by Apple. Like the idea is certainly interesting, but the it was just way too expensive for what it was at for the full size HomePod. It was like I said, I think it was three hundred in the US. I think it was three forty nine in Canada which just just too much. Um, so yeah, I'm very curious. It might be it might be interesting to get one of those just to just try it out for for Christmas. Anyways, um yeah, those are my thoughts. It, it it it's definitely a step in the right direction in terms of selling more of these uh as like Apple the company wants to do obviously. Um so it'll be it'll be interesting how to see how that goes and they announced actually a lot of new features for the HomePod. Um, one that I'm particularly interested in, even if we don't get a HomePod, is this intercom feature, which lets you basically send messages like broadcast messages to specific people um, in the same kind of family network just by kind of asking with your voice. And you can do it through the HomePod. You can do it through your phone or your watch or whatever. Um, seems kind of interesting to me. Um, it might just end up being kind of a glorified audio message feature that nobody ever uses. But um, I'm curious because if it is seamless, like they demoed, um, and kind of simple use cases, if, if it's that seamless, um, it might be worth looking into. 
So um, we'll have to see how that goes. But the main the main part of this episode was to talk about the new iPhones and specifically kind of um, Julia and I are both on schedule to kind of upgrade for these things. We're both eligible through our carrier. I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to do it through the carrier. I've, I don't like to buy phones through a carrier, but um, now that we are on a carrier plan that lets you do every two year upgrades, if, if there's enough financial incentive, it's worth it. There usually isn't for iPhones, I find, um, in the last kind of five years, but but we'll have to do research and find out. And um, at least for me, I have time because the iPhone mini, as we'll get to, is not going to be released for three weeks. So um, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I can't speak for Julia. I think she probably would get the regular iPhone 12 because she doesn't she doesn't have the same kind of fascination as I do with small phones, but I am 100% upgrading to the iPhone 12 mini. Um, yeah, looking at the colors, I mean, I honestly don't hate any of them, but I think the blue is my favorite. And it just, oh my gosh, back going back to flat sides, going back to the iPhone 5 generation and 5 and 5S um, design, but with a bigger screen, like that's exactly what I wanted. That's exactly what I wanted as soon as they announced the iPhone 10 um with the full screen and the notch i just that yeah i love it i love that size and i love that shape and it's gonna be like the fact that it's physically smaller than an iphone 7 generation but with a bigger screen like that's perfect that's exactly what i want this is what i've been waiting for um i'm not on a yearly upgrade cycle anymore so this the phone that i am using now is the iphone 10 which came out three years ago is that possible we go x or 12, 11, 10S, 10, three cycles ago. Um, I got it one year when it was one year old. So when the iPhone 11, or I guess 10S came out, I bought this uh, used from, actually it turned out to be an Apple Store employee, but um, so I've been using it. it this phone, <laughs> Julia fails to recognize that this phone actually is the same technological age as her eight, but that's because they came out in the same year, the eight and the 10. Um, so yeah, we're both due to upgrade. We both can upgrade through our carrier. So we'll have to see how that goes. But oh boy, this phone looks great. Um, I think this is the exact phone that I described wanting in my, um, like I said, in my Apple upgrades uh, episode. But it, it's even better, honestly, than I could have imagined because I was not expecting them. I, like I heard rumblings about um, MagSafe charging um, over the last few days, but and, and in, in terms of how it would work on the iPhone. But honestly, I was not really expecting them to do an Apple Watch style charging for this. I was expecting them to do, if, if there was some kind of MagSafe or something, I was expecting it to go on the bottom of the phone and be some kind of like safe detach thing so that you're not like knocking your phone off by tripping over the charger or whatever it is. Um, this isn't really MagSafe in that same way because it, like, it, like it clicks to the back of the phone. Um, if you... If you do kick the, the cord when your phone is laying on this MagSafe charger, it's gonna like it's not it's not any more um, it's not MagSafe in the same way that the um, the laptops had MagSafe with the, the like the safe part had to do with the fact that there was a magnet. So it made it more safe and you weren't going to trip on the cord and, and pull the laptop down with you. This isn't MagSafe in the same way. It's just a, it's MagSafe in spirit in that um, it's just a magnetic connect and disconnect. But it is going to make for a lot more convenient wireless, quote unquote, wireless charging again, because there is there's always going to be a wire until we get kind of um, magnetic induction that can like throw over a distance. Um, we're always going to have some kind of wire involved in wireless charging. That's true of any wire. 
um, any wireless charging that exists right now. Qi charging is all, there is a wire. It's just, <laughs> it's just not physically connected into the device. And um, yeah, rumors now, or like discussion now is kind of when is the next, like is the next iPhone just going to get rid of the lightning port because they don't need it anymore because they'll have had a year of this, this new charging metric. I, for one, am totally fine with that. Um, the number of times that I, like I have wireless chargers all over my house now, so I'm I'm not 100% um, set on upgrading to this using a MagSafe charger right away, but it does seem like a nice idea for, like presumably what's going to happen here is that wireless chargers are going to get this technology too, or going like you're going to see Apple branded or Apple um, Apple compatible MagSafe chart like wireless charging pads, not just a flat one, but like ones at an angle too, because that was something that was missing from Apple's announcement was something will hold your phone up in an angle, but still use this faster 15 watt MagSafe charging. Um, I am yeah, all of the things like that charging mechanism seems really great to have, but the other thing that seems just a, like that's really great to have and again was not seeing coming was this um, set of accessories that this enables so apple apple released a few of these accessories for magsafe and i think the one that really intrigues me the most is the fa- well first of all the fact that these kind of pop off pop back on um i'm really curious to see how that how that actually works in practice because it seems to me like um one of the one of the worst things about cases is, is that it's kind of cumbersome and hard to take them on and off because in order to fit properly and snugly and stay on, they have to wrap around a little bit. And when the, when the phone doesn't have flat edges, um, it's it, like the big curved edge means that there has to be a, quite a bit of a lip on cases in order to actually stay on. But with flat edges, first of all, and because I've we had flat edges before and it made cases easier to take off. Um, but also with the magnets, you don't need as snug of a fit around the edges of the phone in order to keep it on and so you can actually come up you can have a case that you can just like with a little bit of pop to get past the um the magnets you can just kind of pop the case off and not have to like try and pry it off and end up turning off your phone by accident because you have you're on the power button for too long or activate siri or all that you could end up with a very very easy kind of popping your phone in and out of uh, a case there's also um just right off the bat apple has introduced or announced um a magnetic wallet that just like clicks again clicks to the back of your phone i think they're going to use a lot of that clicking sound in marketing just having accessories click on and off because it's it's such a nice satisfying sound and um so yeah a little wallet like kind of card wallet one or two cards that will just clip on the back of your phone that's really cool for um for anything that's not like you know I mean, you can Apple pay with a credit card or something. So you don't necessarily need to carry your card all the time. Um, But just having things like your identification, um, any other cards you might want to have. It's really cool. I am curious to see how strong that magnet is, how it's going to keep things on the back of the phone, um, whether it's going to keep them on really, really securely or whether you're going to need to, um, you know, be thinking about whether it's going to disconnect. I I suspect because I've like we've seen the magnets they've used in iPads and and the Apple Watch that it's going to be a pretty secure connection. but even then you can like you can stack accessories so um like you can charge your phone through a case that's again snapped onto the back of your phone you can attach yeah like i said you can attach a wallet through a case you can um i read an article this morning in TechCrunch that said that you can or sorry that said that um pop sockets is working on a magsafe compatible pop socket i'm not entirely sure if that means the pop socket will attach via magnets 
Um, but that's kind of what it sounds like, which would be just fascinating. Like, again, the, the worst thing for me about pop sockets is that they meant it meant that you can't um, wirelessly charge your phone as easily or at all in some cases. And that's one of the reasons that I don't use pop sockets right now. But if the pop socket attached magnetically and it was actually a fairly strong hold um, such that you wouldn't be worried about it falling off as you're holding your phone, you could just when you when you're going to charge your phone, just take off the pop socket and click it, uh, drop it onto the charger. And when you wake up, like you're not having to worry about with a with a pop socket, like a current one that sticks to the back of your phone. You're constantly worried about um, you don't want to like take be taking it on and off. It's really cumbersome to line it up properly and do all that stuff. But if you have magnets doing the aligning and magnets doing the sticking, um, it's very reversible compared to um, a regular pop socket. So I'm really, really curious to see how that goes. Um, right now, I use a phone loop. Um, I encourage you, if you haven't heard of phone loops, it's another ergonomic solution to hold onto your phone like a pop socket does. Um, it's basically just a loop of fabric that sticks under the case on the top and the bottom and creates a little loop that you can use to hold your phone. Um, extremely ergonomic. I highly recommend checking those out. They look they look ridiculous if you've never used one before, but they are actually so useful. Um, they, they are extremely functional. And um, yeah, so I was thinking about it because I was like, wireless charging works with these. And that one of the reasons I like it is because it's so flat on the back that you can just drop it on a wireless charger and it's close enough that it will still charge. Um, but if you did switch to MagSafe charging, you could again still, you can still just slide the MagSafe under the loop and it'll charge just fine. So I'm really curious to see all how all these accessories play out because I'm definitely not going back, even though um, with the iPhone mini, the 12 mini, it's going to be smaller. So it's going to be easier to hold. It's going to be kind of like between the SE and the 7 or the 5S and the 7. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes and um, whether you actually, whether I feel like I need something ergonomic, but I did have a pop socket on the back of my iPhone SE, um, which was the same size as the 5 generation, 5S. And it does make it easier to hold. Like undoubtedly, it makes it easier to hold the phone even with flat sides. But I'm so excited for the flat sides to come back. And um, I'm just, yeah, I'm really, really so excited the the best thing about having a flat-sided phone as opposed to something with rounded edges is the number of times that you need or want to take a picture um and use just lay the phone flat on a table on its edge so that you can take a picture with it um especially if you have an apple watch to do the shutter is amazing the number of times since i got the iphone 10 and couldn't do that anymore the number of times where julia has turned to me or like I, i've been thinking um man, we're taking a picture right now. And if my phone had a flat side, I'd be, I would do it with that. And I don't need a tripod or anything. I can just line it up. The number of times that that's been like, Hey Rob, take a pic. Oh, and I have to be like, yeah, I, I can't, I don't have a flat sided phone. It's going to be so great to have that back. It's like, it's not every day that that happens, but it happens enough that it really, it's really annoying that I can't with, um, with the iPhone 10 and all those rounded edge devices. So I'm super excited to have this back. So, um, We'll have to see how go this goes. I'm not sure exactly how hard these are going to be to find, um, whether I end up going through the carrier or just buying it out. This is the first year because of coronavirus, I'm not planning on selling my phone like I normally would when I upgrade. Um, first of all, because this phone, again, like I said, is three generations old now. So it's not like um, the profit, quote unquote, profit margins you get on reselling a year later are pretty high with iPhones, but they're not as high three years later. And also there's a pandemic going on and I'm really, I'd really rather spend quote unquote, spend a couple hundred dollars of that quote unquote profit that I would get back just trading it in for, to Apple. Um, they're currently giving a $300, $300 back on trade-in and that's fine for me, honestly, at this point. Um, so I'm probably going to take them up on that when I do this. 
And um, yeah, so I'm looking forward. I'm just now the countdown clock starts. I think it's November 6th is when um, the, the iPhone 12 mini is released for purchase or for whatever it is. Um, so I'm going to be doing my research and then lining my, getting my ducks lined up to be able to do that. And um, yeah, so that's what I'm going to be doing for the next few weeks. Um, so that's it for today. Thanks very much for listening. If you are getting a new iPhone this fall and want to talk about it, um, have any questions about the phones, um, I'd be happy to look into it. You can let me know um, about questions like that or topic suggestions or anything you want to know. Um, again, on Twitter at Rob Attrell, A-T-T-R-E-L-L. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye.